Yo, welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. You guessed it, we're back on a Saturday, finally getting it back on track like we're supposed to be. How was your day? What did you do today? I'll tell you what I did. I hung up a poster, and one of the corners is already starting to peel off, so it tells you how productive I've been. Uh, nah, I went to Target. I got all the shit that I should have gotten when I went to Walmart earlier this week. I got uh, fucking lighters, face wash, and what else did I get? What else did I get? What else did I get? There's one more thing. There's one more thing. It's going to bug the fuck out of me if I don't remember. Toilet paper. Yes. That was the main reason I left. Gotcha. That's why it bothered me so much. For me, there's always got to be that tipping point to go to the store. It's like, oh, shit. Am I out of toothpaste? God damn it. Now I got to go for real. Oh, fuck. I don't have any body wash. Uh, maybe we can do just shampoo. Nah, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. But, yeah, it was a good day. Um, I did that, went to Target, and then I was already around, so I went to Movie Trading, or not Movie Trading Co. I went there last weekend. I went to, um, come on, bro, come on, bro. You're blanking. It's like you weren't just fucking there. I went to Half Price Books. And my intention was to get mainly albums, but I, I walked up to the section with all the pop figures first, and they had four Lord of the Rings pop figures. They had Frodo, Samwise, Merry, and Pippin. And then they had um, Bird Person from Rick and Morty, and that was only like five bucks, so I got that one too. But yeah, I got all four of those Lord of the Rings pop figures because it's fucking Lord of the Rings. Um, some of the boxes are kind of... They're not horribly damaged, but they're a little messed up. But I don't mind that. They're cool. And uh, I also got a vinyl by Lamont Dozier. Let's see if I can see what it's called from here. Uh, I cannot. Let me take my headphones off. Lamont Dozier. Out here on my own. Yep. I haven't listened through it yet. I haven't listened through it yet, but I like Lamont. I'm sorry, I like Mr. Dozier's work. Put Out My Fire is still one of my favorite songs right now. To play on drum set, to listen to, everything. Um, maybe I'll make that song of the week. I don't know if I can do that, though, because I reviewed the album, and I talked about it then. That'd be kind of cheating, wouldn't it? Like, double dipping? Isn't that a party foul? Anyway, that's what I did today. I hope your Saturday was just as fruitful. Whether that's uh, getting shit done or doing nothing. I mean, sometimes taking a day to do nothing is the best option, for sure. This week, I got some news. Um, I showed up to my job Monday, and I walked in the house, and Garen said, Hey, what's up, man? You know, and then got straight into, So did uh, Brian and William tell you about what's happening? And no one had talked to me, so of course I'm like, Oh, shit, what'd I do? Uh, no, what's going on, man? And he starts in the spiel of, oh, man, I, you know, with three kids and a girlfriend and everything, I just need a little bit more money, so I, I'm going to go work for the city of blank as a home inspector, or as an inspector. And, like, the way he'd phrased it and everything, he was very apologetic and remorseful, and I didn't feel that that was appropriate at all i responded uh yeah man i'm happy for you uh, is it a good job and 
we talked about it a little bit and i was like yeah bro if that's if that's what you need to do if that's gonna be the best for you i mean this is just a job right i'm not my feelings aren't gonna be hurt but i don't know he seemed like he took it kind of hard but i can definitely understand that when you're doing something for so long and you have a, a plan in your head and it just changes all of a sudden or i, I don't know how suddenly obviously but um big changes like that are pretty stressful especially because it sounds like it's not something that he really wanted to do or took lightly it's something he had to think about but i wish the best for him i mean he's a badass inspector he knows his shit so i would never worry about him in that regard um i'm gonna miss working with him a little bit but he'll still be around he said he's gonna continue to do inspections on the weekends sometimes and i'm sure we'll do i don't know company lunches or shit maybe one day i can get him to come play guitar with me and william that'd be pretty cool we'd have like a fucking work band got the level up home inspection um come on alliteration home inspection let's get an h word or an i word the home inspection home wreckers nah that's counterproductive the home inspection Damn, I am blanking. I'm sorry. I just cannot come up with anything. I'm sure one, at least one of you has a word in your head. You're screaming right now. The home inspection heroes? Nah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just a pipe dream anyways. But yeah, he's getting a new job, so I'm going to go I'm going to be working with the big boss, Brian and William throughout the week now until I get on my own, which Fingers crossed is just in, um, I don't know, maybe 15 more days at this point. I'm not doing the fucking math, but whenever I'm able to take that test again, I'm going to fucking ace it is the point. Um, I finally caught up on Borto this week. It was, I, I had to watch like 70 or 80 episodes in the last week and a half, but I'm caught up and it was worth it. Let me tell you. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to tell you. I would hate, I would never spoil something. I cut I cut off a friend because he spoiled a movie that I was watching while I was watching it. I I just never talked to him again because yeah, that's some asshole shit to do. Don't spoil stuff. I'm not going to spoil it. But it was really good and it was worth catching up on. I I will say this, if you're watching Boruto, if you're thinking about watching Boruto, it does not really get that great until episode 1 or like 158 somewhere around there. I mean, there are good spots, there are glimpses, but that's when it gets to where it's pretty consistently good for about 70 episodes, about to where it is current right now, which is episode 220. But I was watching that, and I was thinking about, because they, they bring up Minato, who's Naruto's dad. Sorry if that's a spoiler, but come on, you're pretty fucking late at this point. They bring up Minato and how Borto inherited, like, Minato's smarts and Naruto's randomness. And that got me thinking of back when um, they showed Minato as the Hokage, which was not long as long as I felt it should have been. I would have liked to see more of... I mean, they showed us what he could do, but I don't know. I just would like to have seen more footage of him in action, which... I'm sure Naruto would have too, but anyway, 
he his whole thing was the um the fucking flying thunder god what the fuck is it called um minato move what what jutsu does he use no bro not the rasengan the flying thunder god jutsu what's the name of it though anyway basically he puts a mark on something and then he can just teleport to it instantly so like his his uh bread and butter combo was he would put the mark on this kunai and then throw it and then he would teleport to the mark when it got close to somebody and just rasengan them into the dirt and a rasengan if you don't know is the sphere of power basically just just fuck them up and that was his bread and butter combo right but um he didn't just use the mark for combat he also used it for his everyday life like in, in the two or three episodes that they showed us where they would show us um what he would do you know as hokage he had marks all over his house he had marks all over the office everywhere in the village where he could just oh shit i need um i need some coffee teleport to his house get, get a cup of coffee teleport back oh damn um baby naruto is crying you know teleport to the crib teleport back that that, that shit was so cool I, th I thought it was so awesome how he didn't just use it for combat like he made it to where his everyday life uh, was more convenient because of that. It's like small shit like that you wouldn't really think about. And then I was I was thinking about how convenient that would be if Naruto could use it. But then I realized Naruto kind of did his own thing or his own um he he had his own way of using his uh special jutsu, the shadow clone jutsu to make his uh day-to-day -day life as the Hokage easier. Like he just has 50 fucking shadow clones going around doing everything at once. Like, he, he's got one at home, one at the office, one whenever they need someone to check up on shit. Like, he, he'll send a shadow clone. So, he kind of does the same thing. So, I guess I wasn't really given as much credit as I, as I should have. Um, no one cares about listening to this right now, but I just thought it was interesting. Minato's fucking badass, by the way. And, yeah, Borto got really good. I'm I'm excited for where it's gonna keep going. Um, that's all I can really say, I guess. I don't want to spoil anything. <sighs> oh damn. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. See, some I, I write notes, right? I wrote I write all these notes in a Google Doc, and I don't give enough context sometimes, but I got it, okay. So this my uh my doorknob to my apartment just stopped working one day. Like it it wouldn't um. I could turn the knob, but the plunger part, the thing that goes in and out of the hole, it wouldn't move at all. So I had to take it off, and I tried to fix it, but I think it was just already fucked up from the inside. So I drove to Home Depot, got one of those, and let me tell you, bro, for someone, especially for someone like me who doesn't ever make trips to Home Depot unless it's with his dad, I guess, they have optimized that bitch they have optimized the shopping experience because as soon as I got in the door, this lady asked me, can I help you find something? I was like, oh, I sure hope so. Make my day easier, please. And she told me right where to find it. And then I got to that aisle and I looked at that certain section of door accessories because it was immediately into the aisle on the left and it was just that first section. And so I must have scanned the rows of stuff at least 20 times like it was like a 10 by 10 row of just 
hinges, doorstops, stuff like that. And I did not see what I was looking for. And so this dude, this worker was walking down the aisle and I asked him, I was like, Hey man, do you know, do you know where that thing that goes inside the doorknob is? Not the doorknob itself, but like, I remember dad calling it a plunger. So I said, the plunger, he's like, uh, Oh, the tongue. And I was like, yep, sure. And he said, Oh, they're actually down here. You'd never find it if you weren't looking or if you didn't know where to look. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it was starting to seem like that. <laughs> and so he showed me, and he was like, well, this is the only kind we sell, so um, if it doesn't, if it's not the right kind, then you're going to have to go somewhere else. And so I looked, and it was the same pattern, luckily. So uh, I bought it, went back, installed it, and then I went to work. And it wasn't even that hard to install either. Just screw that bitch in. Um, but when I got to work, man, when I got to work, Everything was going fine. It was like a normal ass house. There was no no big problems or anything. And then I went to do the fireplace, which is normally you know easy one and done. So I, I kneel down at the fireplace. I go to open the flue, which if you don't know, that's the thing in the top of it. It's this little hatch you open to let the gases and stuff out. So I open that and. A fucking yellow jacket nest falls down into the fireplace right in front of my fucking face and and of course yellow jackets fall down with it it's not just the nest and so luckily I thought pretty quick on my toes I shut the doors uh, to the fireplace but they were glass and they had cracks in the middle so that was only a temporary solution um, I got Garen over there and we tried lighting the we turned the gas on and tried lighting the fire but who would have thought that would just make them leave the fireplace quicker? Uh, so, to make a long story short, we killed about 40 yellow jackets as part of this ho home inspection. And I, we weren't paid anything extra for it, which I believe we should have. I think anything over like five should warrant an inspection, or I mean, I'm sorry, an extermination fee. That's uh, ridiculous. If Garen wasn't there, I would not have fucked with it. I, I would have walked away, left him in that room, but this dude did not care. He was killing him with his bare hands. He, he said something like, oh, if they were hornets, I wouldn't be doing this. or what." But it's like, whatever, bro. You're fucking getting right up close to that stinger with all your fingers, your full fucking hand. Now, I was swatting him with my hat. That was my uh, method of destruction for them but there was this uh there was a guy there for the inspection and he was sitting on the couch and he i don't know man it seemed like he had never been around bugs before in his life because he just started to freak out um but we got that shit handled um this week i got my oil changed which if you don't know um you should get your oil at Walmart. That's the cheapest place, at least around here. That's what all the old heads that have uh, I've talked to about oil have said. And then when I was there, this girl at Walmart, wa well, obviously I said I was just at fucking Walmart. This girl walked up to me with a bag of, like, soap, and she handed it to me, and then she said it was this was brand awareness and, you know, blah, 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 gave me this whole fucking spiel. And then at the end, she's like, so it's only going to be $20, and then the other stuff in the bag is completely free and complimentary. And then I just let her keep going, and then once she stopped talking, she she, she finished with, and I can, I can give you a receipt or a cash app or whatever. And 
And when she finished, I said, yeah, I'm not trying to buy soap. Have a good day, though. And I handed it back. I hate, man, I fucking hate when people do that shit, bro. Especially when they put it in your hand and stuff. Like, because I was not reaching. I was, I had something in my other hand. Like, I was chilling ways away. And she just reached out and gave it to me. And I know that's because, like, some people won't give the shit back once it's in their hand. But that's fucked up, man. Like, at, um, when we went to California for our band trip, we got to, we went to Santa Monica Pier on the last day. And there were people all over trying to get uh get money for stuff like this one asian lady uh was walking around on the like the the dock but in, in between the stuff like on the way there and she she got my friend's hand and like put a bracelet on him and then asked for money she donation that's, that's not racist right i'm not doing it in a racist way that's literally what it was i was there and then he he was he pulled out his wallet and he's like, tried to give her five bucks. He said, no, 20. And he's like, I, I don't have a 20. <laughs> I'm not giving you 20 bucks. So he gave, he gave her five bucks for that fucking dumbass bracelet that she just shoved on his hand. That's so fucked, bro. Like, I don't know. I don't have anything funny to say about it. But then the same thing happened later that day when I was home. These dudes knocked on my door and so I... I was playing the drums, and I got up, and my fucking jeans got caught on my low tom, so I stubbed my fucking toe pretty bad, and then I finally got to the door, and they were wearing, like, the same clothes, and they had uh, name tags, so I thought maybe it was something with the apartment, so I just stepped outside and shut the door behind me, and then they, they said something about trying to sell me water, like a fucking, you know, the gallon jugs and the water machine, like they have at offices, and they were saying they could get me that for super cheap. And I was like, nah, man, I got water. <laughs> He's like, well, you don't you don't want it for cheaper? I was like, nah, I go to the grocery store, man. He was like, oh, okay, well, let us know if you change your mind. I was like, okay. And then they finally walked away. And see, the bad thing about me stubbing my toe was later that day, I went to a City Morgue concert. And it was pretty rowdy. It wasn't super packed, but I was in the middle the whole, or not the whole time. I was in the middle for a good portion of it, and then I got tired and had to go to the back. But what I'm trying to say is my toe got stubbed, and then it got stomped on a lot. <sighs> Let me just go ahead and talk about the concert. The concert was pretty fun. It, um, The DJ was playing pretty good music like when the doors open and stuff, so that wasn't an issue like it normally is. The opener was actually pretty good. The first guy they put out there, uh, as soon as he came out, I knew that he was from Florida or somewhere around there just because, like, his style of music and, I mean, his hairstyle, too, but that, that wasn't really the the main thing. Um, but then uh, after the song, he said, like, I'm a Florida or I'm a Florida boy, like, shit like that. And But I looked that up, and that's not his name, so I don't know what his name was. Like, he kept saying, Florida boy, Florida boy. But I don't know what his artist name is because I, I liked his shit. I would listen to it again if I could find him on Spotify. But I think they said it like at the end, like, hey, bro, show blah, 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 some love. But I didn't hear it because everybody was being loud. But, yeah, his shit was actually good, bro. It was an opener that actually got us kind of hyped up. And then um, the next guy that came out, bro, oh, my goodness. It was like this uh, completely bald Mexican dude. And as soon as he came out on the stage – 
the first thing he did was he was smacking his head like map bat 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 and as soon as i saw that i said out loud i don't fuck with that and he started playing like psycho punk or like synth punk some shit like that just dog shit bro it, it was it was like really high energy music but he was like and at the end of every song he'd be like fuck that or like i love you guys or shit like that like it really just felt like he was trying to lean into the character too hard you know what i'm saying i don't know he he during the uh his performances and shit he said a couple times this stuff is different it's psycho punk or uh Whatever I said. I don't, I don't remember the genre. I didn't pay attention. It was when that guy came out that I went to the back and sat down um, for the first time. Which I needed to because, the, like a responsible concert goer, the first thing I did was get my merch. And um, so I had this shirt, uh, City Morgue Tour shirt. It's got this baby on it holding a pistol. It's kind of cool. But... I was in the middle, so I had shoved it in my pants um, so that it wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't drop it or any, it wouldn't get lost or anything, which I'm not going to take credit for that. I got that idea from Kevin because he talked about doing that at the Dance Gavin Dance concert that I was supposed to go to, but I gave him my ticket for. But anyway, so I, w I had to shove that shit in my jeans, but my jeans weren't super tight or anything. So in the process of jumping up and down and like moving all around and shit, they, the the shirt had like sagged down my leg so uh, I was kind of being weary of how I moved at this point because if I did too much like it was gonna fall out onto the floor and shit so that was the perfect opportunity to go to the back pull it out and like throw the shirt over my shoulder um, but then city morgue finally came out so I went back into the middle put the put the shirt back in my pants <laughs> and went back in the crowd and um, this Man, at one point, this dude, like, grabbed onto me and some other guy and was, like, head thrashing and shit. And I wasn't fucking with that because I don't know you, right? Get the fuck off me type shit. So I pulled my – or I tried pulling my arm away, and he wouldn't let go. But I noticed he was holding his beanie in the same hand that he was grabbing me with. So I fucking grabbed that shit and chunked it on the ground. And <laughs> he started looking for it. <laughs> but it worked. I mean, it got him to fucking let go of my arm. And then, um, man, during their set, they played, uh, they played Duality by Slipknot, and I made sure I was, like, in the middle of this shit for that. Like, I was pushing people around, people were pushing me around. I accidentally pushed this dude down uh, on, a, on one of the earlier songs, actually. I felt super bad about that. I tried to pick him up, but he was already, like, getting back up by the time I did, so, but, so. But then during Duality, like... I fucking fell because it was slippery as shit in the middle. All the fucking assholes who stand on the balconies and like spray water on people. You're dumb as shit. You made the floor slippery as fuck. So uh, some guy pushed me. I fell. I fell right on my fucking like my thigh, I think. Not not my hip. Lower than my hip. Um, higher than my knee. Yeah, my thigh. My upper thigh. And fell right on that fucking concrete floor. And I would have fucking died and gotten stomped on. But luckily, this fucking big brolicky dude just pulled me up immediately and saved my life. So, shout out to him. I hope you're doing great. Um, later in the concert, some dude like came up to me and had me hold his phone flashlight so he could tie his shoe. This girl was about to, like, 
put her ass in his face. So I fucking blocked that shit. I, I had my man's covered. Um, and then during the city morgue set, I just got too overheated. Like I was sweating too much. I was breathing pretty hard. So I went to the back and sat down for a bit. Um, this dude came back there and I don't know. I, I don't think he even came from like the middle. Like he didn't come from the crowd back. He came from like behind me because there's a little walkway back there and then started talking about, man, ain't no real Zilla fans in here, bro. All these fake ass motherfuckers. Y'all don't know shit. And obviously that's pretty fucking annoying. And, and he like wasn't talking to anybody. There's no one with him. He didn't have friends or anything. He was just saying that shit. And I wanted to say something, but he, he stopped. And so I didn't say anything. But then he came back towards us and not us, but like the group of people I was in and like said that shit again. I was just sitting down chilling. He said that shit again. I was like, bro, why aren't you in the middle then? And he turned to me. He was like, man, and started saying shit like all these fucking white people, bro. They don't know these songs. I was like, oh, okay, 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 bro. Oh, okay. And then um, he started showing me stuff on his phone. Like, I don't know. He, it was like YouTube music. I think he was trying to show me a deep cut or something, like, to prove he was a real fan. I wasn't even looking at it, bro. He, I was just waiting for him to walk the fuck away. Like, what are you doing, man? You're in the back of the concert talking about ain't no, ain't no real fans in here, bro. Like, get on somewhere. You really paid here to come do this? I don't know. And then... um. Like, how I was sitting, I was just looking straight in front of me at the stage, you know, and um, this dude and who I found out was his brother, like, came up to me like, hey, man, my name's Dave. And I was like, what's up, bro? You know, not trying to be a dick, because, uh, you know, it's good, good vibe and everything, the concert. And he was like, yeah, we're just trying to keep up, man, because he was kind of, he's kind of older. It was obvious, like. I'm 19. I would guess this dude was like 28, youngest, and he, he was—he just had a weird energy, man. He was—he's like, man, were you in there earlier? And I was like, yeah, man, I was in the middle, just trying to make conversation. And then he said, uh, "You like you doing anything after this or, or something?" And I was like, nah, nah, I got work in the morning. He's like, well, if you see us after this, we we can go do something, you know? Let us know. And I was, I was like, nah, I gotta go find my friend after this. You know, He's like, we can go pick up some chicks. Or, or, and he was like, really trying. And I was like, nah, bro. And then at, at that point, I just like stopped looking at him. I just started looking down, waiting for him to walk away. And I don't know if he was drunk, bro. It, like at first I thought he was drunk. And then I thought he was like gay trying to hit on me. But then he said, we can go get chicks. And I, it didn't it didn't add up. Like his brother wasn't even saying anything either. He was just kind of staring at like he, he waved when he when he mentioned him. He's like, "Hey, here's my brother." He's like, "Hey." That was about it. And eventually they fucked off, but nah, bro. I don't don't fuck with random people, bro. If you went to a concert with somebody, you stay with that person or or go do your own shit. That's it. Um I had gone with Rogelio cuz it was his birthday and I I bought the tickets for him. Um we separated like right as that shit started. Uh, as soon as they started playing good music, I hopped in there and I didn't really see where he went. But I texted him when I got to the back and he said he was in the front and that he had lost his glasses. And I was like, well, fuck, bro. Good luck, <laughs> you know. But uh, when it was over, we were looking around on the floor and I swear I had looked 
from front right corner to back right corner and front left and I was getting to the back left thinking you know I'm not going to find these and then someone yells out is this anybody's classes and so I, I run over and they're smashed and bent and fucked but they're his so I took them and got them back to him and then we went home but hey it was a fun concert uh, I would do it again it was fun. I, I just wish that second dude hadn't come up on the stage because he really did kill the vibe. I'm not going to cap. But they were playing good music, too. I was surprised. They played System of a Down. They played Slipknot. They played... Um, there was one more. They played Corn. Like, I didn't expect them to play that much uh, rock at a hip-hop concert. I mean, I guess it's more horrorcore, so that kind of blends it together. And a lot of their songs do have strong guitar riffs, but... I don't know. I just didn't expect it. It was cool. Not as many people reacted as I would have liked, you know, when they were playing um, uh, Chop Suey. I expected more people to, un like, get into it, but whatever, bro. Leave it to the white people. We can throw down. We can throw down for some system of a down. Um, but, yeah, that City Morgue concert was pretty fun. Um, if you Oh, oh, I wrote this down. Concert tips, bro. If you haven't been to a concert... I got I got two big ones for you right here. When shit's starting to get wild and you're kind of packed in, you got to put up the cage, okay? Whichever hand you're more comfortable with, just just like put it a couple inches in front of you. All right? Like like a good 6 6 to 8 inches, like like a dick's length in front of you. Just so people won't bump into you. If someone does bump into you, your arms right there, like they're not stepping on your toes or anything. So, you know, some dumbass water salesman knocks on your door and you stub your toe right before the concert. You ain't got to worry. Just put up the cage, especially, hey, especially when you start jumping up and down and shit. You got to put up the cage. You put you if you if you're one of those people who puts a hand in the air, you got one hand in the air. You got the cage up with the other hand. That way, if you start to to bump into somebody, you can push back. If someone starts to bump into you, you can push them back, etc. All right. So put up the cage, man. Do not underestimate your that's that's your safety space right there. All right. Now don't be an asshole who like just puts their hand on somebody. I can't tell you how many times I turned around like mad as fuck because someone was doing that to me. Like it's one thing if I'm backed up into you and you're like pushing me back, let like not pushing, but like letting me know, hey, I'm right here. That Like that's acceptable. But if I'm standing and like people move around and stuff and we're we get to a point to where no one's moving into each other anymore and your hand's still fucking on me, bro. I'm going to turn around and I'm ready to smack the fuck at you. No cap. Like. That is so irritating. Or at one point, I was I was walking to the back to kind of get a break, and I, I stopped moving. And this bitch had posted up with, like, her arms, like, out, her elbows extended, like, taking up two extra feet on both sides of her. I looked over, and I said, bitch. Like, I said it. I didn't say it loud enough. I mean, because obviously music was going on and shit, but I, I just went, bitch. And she saw the look I gave her because then she, like, walked in front and she, like, went on somewhere. But, bro, like, she was bumping her fucking elbows into me and I wasn't even all up on her. I wasn't even close, bro. Like, just causing problems at a concert. Hey, I really do like that they, um, when City Morgue went up there, 
they were like, hey, bro, if someone falls, pick them up. Don't be a dick. Shit like that. That's cool as fuck. I really appreciate that. Because, you know, I did fall and somebody picked me up. Um, my second tip, this is more of a personal one. Uh, more of a, like, manners thing. I feel like if you're trying to get through with people, either going in or going out, bro. Mostly going out, though. Shoulder pats go a long way, man. That's my that's my move. If I'm in the middle of the of the crowd of people and I need to get out, I turn around. You know, I look for the gaps. You ever played football before? You you gotta look for the holes, and then you know look. You find a shoulder, you pat it twice. Hey, bro. Excuse me. Excuse excuse me, man. Hey, hey excuse me, bro. Appreciate you. Excuse, excuse me. You know, it's that easy. Hey, excuse me. Thank you. Th- hey, excuse, excuse me, bro. Let me let me scoot by real quick. Two pats, bro. Pat pat. If someone gets mad at you for shoulder patting to say excuse me or to get through, that dude's a cunt to begin with. Like that that's the most polite way to to handle that situation. So, yeah. Those are my two tips for now, bro. Put up the cage and then shoulder pats can go a long way, at least in my opinion. Um Garen's last day of work was uh, Thursday or Friday, but it was pretty shit, bro. I'm not going to lie. First, they gave us the wrong address from the office. So we pulled up to a school ready to do an inspection. That don't add up. So Garen drove down the street, which he, he got there like 15, 30 minutes before I did. So uh, it should have been handled by the time I had gotten there. And then I got there. And um, Garen had driven down the street and found um, uh, the new build we were supposed to be at. What had happened was the last two numbers were inverted. So it was like something 42, and they gave us 24. And so that's why we ended up at the school. But anyway, Garen found that building. We still don't have no confirmation from the office as to whether this is the real building or not, the one that we're supposed to be inspecting. But we kind of figure, you know, new brand new build it's supposed to be a brand new build and then the numbers mixed up like that that's understandable or uh, feasible i'm sorry that's feasible so we start to walk in there's a bluetooth box on the outside of it so we use that and get inside and then the alarm goes off so we go outside and sit there until it goes off and then it goes off so we go inside and sit down and this is like 30 minutes all of this is happening Still no fucking confirmation uh, from the office as to whether we need to do this inspection here or not. So we're just sitting around waiting, not doing anything. Um, I th- I think that was the ha- house with the yellow jackets. I don't remember. But that just pit- pissed me off so much, bro. And then they started, uh, in the group chat, they started making jokes like, Oh, just trying to make your last day memorable or... or um. If the cops show up, just run down the, just start running down the street. They love that. Like, I don't know, man. It, there, there are times to joke, but there are times where it's like everybody's clearly upset, and so that's like, let's just handle it a little differently, right? Let, we can leave the, the humor and shit out of it. Cause Garen was getting upset. It was pretty obvious in the, ch- uh, in the group chat. He was like, "Do I need to do this or not?" And um, you know, someone would crack a joke, and he'd be like come on man do, like tell me give me an answer and then they would finally oh, okay bro we're asking 
So that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, especially since it was his last day, his kind of send-off. But we did do a company lunch after that, so it, it was, that wasn't the last impression that he had. Um, we went to this barbecue place, Intrinsic Smokehouse and Brewery in Garland. It was pretty good, man. I got a I got a quarter pound brisket sandwich and corn nuggets and it was pretty banger. Like I I would go back. I probably will go back. And I'm not even a, a barbecue person. For me, I would never suggest we go out and get barbecue. Like if someone wants me ask me what I want to eat, probably going to say sushi, burgers, tacos, Mexican food, stuff like that. The last Okay, the last two answers I'll ever give you is let's go to a pizza place. Not like Domino's, Papa John's, shit like that. That's cool. Ordering a pizza, there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, I despise pizza places, bro. They're always so expensive, and the pizza is not better than Papa John's or, like, anywhere else for the price. Like, I can't think of a specific one because I don't ever go there to any of those places because I'm always upset like I remember the last one I went to was with Kevin and Michael and obviously I wasn't mad at them or anything like they were like let's go to this pizza place and I was like oh, okay and you know it hadn't been a minute or it, it had been a while since I had been to one we get there uh we order the pizza and it's not even like anything super special on the menu it's just like normal ass pizzas that you could get at Domino's or whatever and so I order my shit and it gets here and it wasn't even that great. I'm pretty sure the crust was kind of burnt. The like the cheese was kind of whack. The meat wasn't even that. It's like, why the fuck did I do this? I just end up feeling like an idiot afterwards. So that's one is pizza places like sit down and eat pizza place. Hey, oh, oh the exception, the exception to those buffets like CC's isn't that great. But like pizza buffets in general, that's different. That's a different thing because then you get options you get variety it's not like you're stuck with one you know what i'm saying i'm sure i didn't have you probably agree with me anyway that's the first one and then second is barbecue places just because i don't know not a not a, definitely nowhere near as big a, of a reason as the pizza place but i'm just kind of iffy on barbecue if, if someone brings it or if like it's an event or something there's barbecue that's cool but i like i said i just never go out of it to out of my way to get it on my own but this place was good Um, we were, we were just sitting down, like, talking, we were basically people watching, but, no, 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 we weren't people watching, we were, like, talking about this dude that we all knew, right, and he's kind of weird, and so we were all, like, kind of ribbing at him, just coming up with hypotheticals as to why he's like that, like, oh, I bet he still lives with his mom, is this, is this old, grown dude, or like I said, I bet he goes home to a white spotless room every day. And then Brian like mimicked turning around and like licking his finger and rubbing a spot on the wall. And <laughs> so we were all like laughing and getting into it, you know. But um, uh, Garen had brought his girlfriend and she was kind of just like trying to take an analytical approach like and actually diagnose what was wrong with him. We were we were just cracking jokes, right? We were like, like he still lives with his mom, stuff like that. Like obviously he doesn't, but 
she was asking questions like, well, is, is he autistic? Is he on the spectrum? Oh, is he gay? Like, stuff like that. And, you know, at, at first I didn't get it, but then I, I told my dad about it, and he said that's – he thinks that's just a woman thing, which it might be. I don't know. I, I need more data, I guess, but there was just kind of a disconnect there. Like, I thought that was a normal thing. Like, just to sit there and – uh like, make up hypothetical shit. Like, obviously, I'm not... I don't actually think that, but it would be fucking funny if that was the case. Uh, stuff like that, but... I don't know. Yeah, the barbecue was good, though. Today, I've been watching Fresh Prince uh, before the store and after the store. I got to the episode where um, Will's dad comes back, and... I just think that really that episode really highlights what's so great about that show and what makes it last and um, kind of stand the test of time is when real situations and stuff come up, they handle it pretty well. I mean, the whole episode with his dad, um, from the moment his dad came into their house and stuff, Philip was against him which i really i mean he should be obviously everyone else w was able to kind of look over what he had done in the past but phil had like held that anger even after vivian had talked to him and shit and i thought that that was realistic and i really liked that and then obviously when it the big climax of that episode is when um will's dad is going to take him on a trip with him on the road but at the end of the episode, he says, oh, I got this business trip, you know, normal bullshit. And he's saying it to Phil first, uh, trying to get him to go tell Will for him. And Phil's like saying, I'm not going to do it. You know, You're, you pull the same bullshit all the fucking time. He, he left Will for like 14 years and he came back and now he's about to do the same shit. And Phil said, "Nah, I'm not going to tell him. And so his dad starts to walk out and. Uh, says he'll just call Will from the road, and then Will walks in, and Lou, uh, Will's dad turns around and tells him, you know, I'm sorry, man, we're going to have to push the trip back a little bit, and it seems like Will has, um, has already kind of caught on to what's happening, what's going on, you know, he's just bullshitting, so he's like, yeah, okay, uh-huh, mm-hmm, just trying to hold hold himself in, like, get him to get out of his face. So his dad finally says, all right, son, uh, it was good seeing you. And Will says, yeah, it was good good seeing you, Lou. And then his dad leaves. And Will turns to Uncle Phil. And, you know, at first he's really just trying to brush it off, which is just what you would expect from Will, such a charismatic, uh, carefree-seeming person. And he just tries to, you know, joke about it and stuff uh, what what am i missing out on and then um and then feels like it's okay to be mad you know trying to be comforting and will just keeps trying to joke about it and then finally he lets out his anger and then he's angry for a second and then once all that anger is gone there was nothing left but man why don't he want me and then he started cr uh getting sad and they hugged and credits and i was crying of course but just that whole final scene that being implemented into a sitcom i the way they had humor in there and then it was real and they weren't afraid to make the, the switch and stuff 
obviously it's through a, a somewhat different lens because it's from the 90s but all things considered i think situations like these are really where the show shines and stands out because that's a moment that um I had never seen that full episode, but I'd seen that clip several times. I, I'm sure anyone that knows about Fresh Prince is, I don't know, maybe it's not that big, but it's a pretty big moment, you know? And I really like how they handled it. That That's the point I'm getting at. All right, last thing I'm going to talk about. Um, Eric Proctor on YouTube, cool-ass drummer dude. He's been posting more stuff lately. Uh, he was a guy that got me back into drumming pretty much he posts like minute two minute three minute long clips of him trying out new ideas um, interesting stuff like adding in a, a snare hit on two and or adding in a, a hi-hat every this beat stuff like that and then he's also been posting videos recently where he'll take songs and play them differently than they were meant to be uh, played which s sounds lame as fuck but like um, I'm pretty sure he did Schism. I'm looking it up right now. Eric Proctor. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, Tool Schism, but ignoring the mixed meter. Like, I can play Schism, or the first part at least, with the mixed meter, but it's just a cool concept to listen to him uh, flesh out. And then he does the same with um, Smells Like Teen Spirit. He played that in a different way than um, fucking Dave Grohl did along to the music. Just cool stuff. Not not really like it's just to get an idea in your head or or at least that's how I take it. It's just to like get a little ooh like well, what is that gonna sound like and then it, it it grows from there or at least that's how it worked for me and you know I'm very thankful for it. If I hadn't found his channel, maybe I wouldn't even be playing drums anymore. Um, just still have that itch, you know, because that's what it was. I I had a little itch and. I just felt like I still feel like being a drummer is so intertwined in my personality, if that makes sense. I mean, it's not like that's all I fucking talk about, but I just have such a love for it. And whenever I hear different stuff, it uh, I, I eat it up. I don't know. And, and so shit like this where it's just presenting little bite-sized ideas, it's perfect. So if you're into drumming or anything like that... Um, Go check out Eric Proctor. Uh, seems like a great guy. Makes good videos. Um, also, I well, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about this real quick. Aiden is kind of giving up on his bass, which I don't blame him. I have no, there's no judgment in that statement. It's just a statement. Aiden is uh, kind of giving up on his bass, and I think I might buy it. I don't know. I'm, I, he said he would let me borrow it and kind of get get the feel of it so i think i'm gonna try to start learning how to play bass if anybody uh wants to help me get started on that feel free to reach out because i don't know where the fuck to begin i barely started learning guitar a couple years ago and gave up on that pretty quick but bass is more rhythmic it's clo a little bit closer to drums and i don't know I really want to get to the point where I can slap bass because that shit sounds so cool. I mean, that would be so fucking awesome, but I have heard that it's hard, so I guess I should. that shouldn't be what I'm looking forward to most if I can't do it until I'm super fucking good. But no, I think that would be fun to learn an in a new instrument. 
just have another like uh I don't really feel like doing this today. Let me pull out the bass also it'll give me another perspective on music, like another frame to look at it from, which is awesome because it may I feel like it'll help me understand um like how to sync in with the bass better or how to like deviate better in a way that doesn't distract but also um like builds on it which is the whole goal for drums usually you want to you want to ride that line of like being showy but sitting in the back but like oh building on it a little bit here and like oh let's let them play a little bit here i love that shit so much so i feel like if i can um if i can learn another instrument then it'll give me another window as, of like understanding what i can add in where and if it'll sound good or not from the drums which I'm going to go ahead and say that now. The drums are always going to be my number one love. Whoa. I just need some water. I'm not getting emotional. It's always going to be my number one love. No. It's always going to be my number one love when it comes to music. Or, or instruments, I'm sorry. Just the way just the way you can fill a fucking space is amazing. And you don't need anything else to uh, do anything, really. Like, obviously, having some backup gives you something to go off of, and it makes it easier and more fun, but just the way the way that I can hop on any song that I want to listen to, like Metallica, Slipknot, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, anything, and just play to it and not have to think about... I mean, yeah, obviously, there's stylistic stuff, and that's what I look forward to because that helps me grow as a person, like, learning new tricks and stuff. But for the most part, I can hop on and play, like, four on the floor, eighth notes on the hi-hat, and it'll go with it. But several times I've talked to people, my friends, William, about guitar, and, like, oh, can you play this song? Like, I don't really know. It, it just seems like a r much more complicated and difficult thing when it comes to, like... um making music on your own i feel like drums i can sit and just listen to music and play to it all day but guitar and bass it, it doesn't seem that simple so uh, that's one reason it's always going to be my number one love and yeah i just love the way it's there's so many intricacies to it i could add a fucking china symbol onto my drum set and i would get fucking 70 different sounds than I did before not having that or 70 different combos of how to add that shit in same thing as I could get another um low volume head for my other tom and add another tom on there that adds another fucking drum for me to work with back and forth for, in between other things and um you know guitars you only got so many strings <laughs> sorry I'm not gonna be that guy I'm not an elitist all all instruments have their places of course but um, drums will always be my favorite I feel like but no I am excited to learn bass and I think it would be really cool assuming I don't just give up pretty quick we'll see um, let me look over my notes real quick make sure I didn't miss anything nope that's everything alright well I hope you had a great Saturday I hope you have a great Sunday tomorrow. And if you're not listening to this on a weekend, well, I hope you have a great day in general. Uh, yeah. So take it easy. Remember to put up the cage if you go to a concert and shoulder pads. And 
Yeah. Have a great week.